You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. If I was king of the world, you'd be my girl. You wouldn't have to shed one single tear unless you wanted to. Hello, you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. My name is Emerson Malone. I am a writer for the Emerald, and I'm very excited today because we get to have our Weezer episode finally. And with me here to have a conversation about Weezer and whether Weezer is still cool, he's lying on the floor naked. He's come undone. It's Craig Wright. Okay, I'm in my underwear, but thank you very much for that introduction, Emerson. I'm fired up. Um... Me too. Last November, you somehow conned people into thinking it would be a great idea to run a cover story about whether Weezer was still cool. Can you tell me about what inspired that and how you got so many people on board with this obviously insane idea of running a cover story about Weezer? I like that you call it conning people because that's pretty much exactly what it was. It actually started... So in, I think it was late October, Weezer released, was it Thank God for Girls first, the single? Yeah, Thank God for Girls was released first, and then pretty much with no context, and then uh, Do You Want to Get High was released next, and Rolling Stone specifically was just all over the coverage. Like, the day it was released, they had, like, Weezer new song premiere, and then the next day they had the story of this song, and... It just because at that point, I think Adele, One Direction, and Justin Bieber all had new albums coming out, and Weezer was being treated with the same level of coverage. And so, at one of our editors' meetings where we were scheduling the budget, I said, Hey, Emerson, what about if we do a story about if Weezer's cool or not? And we both kind of got that look in our eye like, That's just idiotic enough to work. So, it went from there. <laughs> so, can you tell me a bit about the sort of in depth? not at all absurd research you did into investigating the sort of career of Weezer and people's relationships to it? Well, the first thing I did was I went through Weezer's entire discography in one day. So I listened from the Blue Album through Everything Will Be Alright in the End, and that was painful. Because if you're not familiar with Weezer, basically from 2002, to 2012 there's not much good in there and it was rough but I had some friends one of them will actually be on this show later with us he'll be joining us uh, he'd gotten me back into Weezer that summer because I hadn't listened to Weezer since I was in probably elementary school and I just started talking to people about Weezer just to see if there was a story and it turns out that Weezer is just a band that everyone has a personal relationship with for some reason, and all of their stories were super interesting. So so you found that people had really intimate associations and close relationships to the music? Yeah, because they're not a cool band. It's just right off the bat, they their first big hit was Buddy Holly, and I mean, the video, they were recreating Happy Days, and even at the end of the video, the Fonz is the one that walks away with the girl while, it's a group of girls, while the band's sitting there applauding him. So it's like, right off the bat, they were not cool looking, and I mean, Rivers is drinking a juice box at the end of the Say It Ain't So video, so they just never were set up as a cool band, and it just seems like 
people who don't view themselves as cool especially just are able to latch onto that and they just have a special place in people's hearts um i want to segue i want to talk about the sort of different people you spoke to because the lead quote in the story is from Stephen Hyden, uh, formerly of Grantland and Pitchfork, and I'm just going to read his quote. He said, Weezer was never cool, not in the 90s, not in the aughts, and certainly not now. Perhaps there was a brief window of time when being a Weezer fan had some cachet post-Pinkerton pre-Green album, but the whole point of liking Weezer, and I suppose being in Weezer, is owning your inherent uncoolness. So that whole uncool factor seems to sort of trouble their legacy or at least contextualize it in a totally different way than a standard band but when you were researching the story and like looking at Weezer their entire discography what would you say are their high and low points and at what point specifically did Weezer lose its quote-unquote cool for me personally I think the blue album is their high um that album to me there's not a bad song on it and I think that's their only album that you can say that even Pinkerton has probably three songs I find myself skipping more than I listen to it they're low if you want a specific song I'd have to say I can't stop partying that I just can't do that song but as a whole Ratitude has to be the low that album is just not good (laughs) what year was what year was was that song on Ratitude Yes, it was on Ratitude, and that was 2008, 2009, 2009, yeah, and it's, there's just not a lot going for it, I mean, yeah, what was the second part, when did they lose their cool? When did they lose their cool? Uh, I gotta say Pinkerton, because Pinkerton was not liked when it came out, and it sent Rivers back to Harvard, you know, and he, <laughs> people, I think Rolling Stone had it as their third worst album of the year, and then, was it the worst? Second. Second worst album of the year. And then in 2000, I just looked at the fact, I think it was 2009, their fans voted as the 16th best album of all time. Right. And yeah. so people just totally turned around on it. And, I mean, the Green album is solid. Maladroit's good. Those are third and their fourth albums. But It's almost were, like they were way ahead of their time. Yeah, because, I mean, Pinkerton, he's writing songs that are just so deeply personal, and they're kind of awkward if you look at them in some cases but I mean there was just no one else really writing songs like Across the Sea out there which is about a fan that a 15 year old girl from Japan had sent him and he was talking about her you know dreaming about him and he's thinking about how she touches herself at night and it just wasn't accepted like people despised that album for a while and then they turned on it and it was like oh it's it's suddenly great yeah, uh, but, definitely had a lot of music critics eating their words after that. Yeah. Kind of a um, quid pro cuomo, if you will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ahem! <laughs> so, when you talk to all these people, they obviously had really close relationships to Weezer, and even its biggest fans can be the harshest critics. Um but how can you love and hate Weezer at the same time? Why do people still listen to Weezer? Part of liking Weezer is that you have to accept their... I call it their dark period just because there's some bad stuff out there. But it's dependent on each person. Like, Stephen Hyden, he had an article 
where he ranked each Weezer album and whether it was underrated or overrated. And he went in further depth and rated things such as the Weezer Cruise. So I figured he'd be a good person to talk to. And he, in college, they were like the big band at the time. So he had some personal relationship with them from when they were at their peak. Yeah. And then like Silas Valentino, he was a former Emerald writer for the Arts and Culture Desk. He's now writing for the Village Voice. And he was telling me a story about how he's like been at weddings with people and no, no, no one there, and then somehow, someone will mention like you know the Blue Album Man, and they'll just become friends instantly. And what was the question? I went off topic. How is it possible to simultaneously love and hate Weezer? And yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's also on the, while we're on the topic, let me just put a pin in this. Is there any good wedding song from Weezer? You're forced to play a Weezer song at your wedding. What's it going to be, Craig? Uh, say it ain't so. <laughs> Pink Triangle. <laughs> Pink Triangle, yeah, that might be a good one. Um, but, I mean, it's kind of like having, I don't know, a, a, a family member that has personal issues, you know? It's like they have problems that you have to accept because you love them for who they are. It's It's like the alcoholic uncle. You know, they're in the family. You hate some things they do, but for the most part, you have to love them because they have this place earned in your soul. Right. You know? <laughs> oh, one interesting thing I found uh, and that you were sort of relaying in the story is that people are so adamant about defending Weezer yeah. throughout their entire discography, even like through Hurley and Ratitude and, you know, their their dark ages. Um <laughs> But See, Nathan Stevens had my favorite quote about that because I asked what it would take for him to turn on Weezer, and he said, "God, there'd have to be like a video of Rivers Cuomo like strangling cats or attending a Nazi rally or something like that." So I mean, there that's that's some deep love right there. <laughs> yeah, that that does it. Um, one thing that also happened in the making of the cover story was that the Emerald put out a poll on Twitter. It simply said. Is Weezer still cool? And I believe the tally mark came back 51% yes, 49% no. no. It was no. The other way around. Yeah, other way. 51% no, 49% yes, which I love those <laughs> staggering numbers because yeah. it just gets to the point of why this story needed to be told. It was exactly a two-vote difference, I think. So, yeah. Um. So... We are recording this in early April, um, about two days ago. Their newest album, the White Album, uh, came out. Um, If you look back, uh, the Blue Album will be turning 22 years old next month. Do you think Weezer might become a nostalgia act, or do you think nostalgia might hurt them? I gotta say, I think Weezer was a nostalgia act before Everything Will Be Alright in the End came out. And that album, I think, you know, Back to the Shack was a great single. It was Rivers saying, sorry guys, didn't realize I needed you so much. And he understood that it's not just about me, like there's a whole group of fans that I have to work with as well. And I I think that album set them back on the right track. And we're going to talk about the White Album coming up with our special guest. but I think nostalgia helps them, especially after having two solid releases and the most, yeah, two solid releases, because people are going to look back and say, God, I wonder what Weezer's up to now. I just love Buddy Holly so much. And then they'll see, oh, they're actually doing 
pretty decent stuff right now. And they're touring with Panic at the Disco. Whoa. Yeah. So Who's opening for whom? Weezer's the headliner. Good. As it should be. So do you think Weezer's on the upswing? <laughs> I think they are. I think because Death to False Metal was before everything will be right in the end. And that was not, that was a weird album. It's kind of a compilation of covers. Or, it's something weird like that. But yeah, I think Weezer's definitely on the upswing. So I guess let me turn the question on you. Is Weezer still cool? I kind of don't want to answer, but I think from what I heard from other people, Weezer was either never cool or they were cool for being uncool, which in a way is... uh, Yeah, you know, I have to say Weezer is cool because they are... They're kind of a... Not a stereotype, but like a... They're a group that people can look up to and as long as someone finds them cool I think you can argue that Weezer is cool that probably isn't very helpful but (laughs) yeah what a roundabout way of answering that hey I do what I can um one final question what's with these homies dissing my girl I don't know Emerson all right um (laughs) we're gonna take a short break and we'll be back with a special guest to discuss the White Album stay tuned And we're back. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. This is our special Weezer episode. I'm Emerson Malone. I am a writer for the Emerald. With me here is... I'm Craig Wright. I'm also a writer for the Emerald. And joining us now is our special guest from Oregon State University's KBVR. He's a radio host. He's also a freelance journalist for The Barometer and Oregon State's leading Weezer scholar, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my longtime friend, Mr. Nick Miller. Hey, Woo! I am here. I have made it. This is this is it, huh? We're all here. We're all here. You are trapped in the back seat of a warm car. Yep, you are here. It's getting steamy. <laughs> We're recording this on Sunday, April 3rd, and two days ago on April Fool's Day, Weezer dropped its newest album, The White Album. And so I'm here to ask you both... Should I listen to it? And also, why bother? And also, let me know the truth. (laughs) See what I did there? Unfortunately, Uh, yes. I'm I'm afraid so. (laughs) Um, Well, you should bother. If you like any other Weezer music, like even if you just like Island in the Sun, I think you'll get a kick out of this record. You know, I think it's, it's full of really catchy songs, and it's really, it's what Weezer does best. I agree. I think they've done a very good job, and I'm really enjoying it. I think it flows really well as a whole, and it's got about 70% of good material. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And uh, I think its Metacritic score is at, like, 72 right now. That's so. really good for Weezer. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Make Believe has, like, 50-something. Really? Unfairly panned. I disagree, <laughs> uh, but, well, yeah. It's another discussion in time. So... It's it's a very, I guess I want to say the word safe record for them. Is there another album you'd compare it to directly? 
Uh, I think the easiest comparison for me is the Green album. I think this. I th- I think it's interesting that you said it's safe because I think the Green album is a very safe album, which makes sense when they put it out after Pinkerton, because you know they wanted to make sure they got everybody back who loved the Blue album and the general audiences. Because Pinkerton was just really alienating. Yeah, exactly. People kind of looked at it and went, "Why?" I mean, you could look at. Uh, there's sort of Hurley, Ratitude, Death to False Metal stint as equally alienating, I guess. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then everything will be all right in the end is sort of a reaction to that. So, I don't know. I think if they'd put out the White Album instead of the Green Album at that time, I think it would have gotten a lot more critical praise. But the Green Album definitely got a lot more commercial praise. I enjoyed a lot of what I heard out of it, um, particularly the opener, California Kids, and uh, King of the World. I think those tracks are both very good. Um, I I messaged you, Craig, right after I listened to King of the World because I thought it sounded almost exactly like Perfect Situation from Make Believe. And then you said something else, which I thought was equally interesting. Yes, at the... After the, I think the second chorus, it kind of slows down, and if you listen closely, the bass part when it's just Rivers singing, it's just Rivers with like a few guitar notes and then bass. But the bass is like note for note the same as Only in Dreams. So I think it's interesting that not only does it sound probably the most like the Beach Boys' Pet Sounds album that Weezer has ever sounded, but it they're also kind of starting to imitate themselves which is, to me, interesting because they've been around long enough that they can actually do that now. And to answer the last question, I don't think you can compare the White Album to any previous Weezer albums because they've been on a decline for <laughs> pretty much most of their careers. Yeah. And so they're finally working their way back up the hill. Right. And now they're kind of leveling out. Like It's like, hey, we're kind of out of the dungeon and we're doing okay. Let's just hold steady here for a bit. And yeah. So I think it's, it's a unique one. Yeah. I think... Uh, Working their way up the hill is a good uh, way to put it. Also, I think uh, Ratitude was kind of them burying themselves under a few feet of dirt. And, uh, you know, and then Hurley was kind of them finding the shovel and so on and so forth. To continue that metaphor. Yeah, that metaphor. I disagree. I think Hurley is the one that no one listened to. Well, yeah, yeah. I think Hurley is actually a decent album. Like, especially, I think it's the song Runaway was co-written with Ryan Adams. Mm-hmm. And that's a great song. I think it, it Memories killed the album. That was the lead single. Mm-hmm. And that's the weakest one on there. Mm-hmm. And I think no one gave it a shot. Like, when I interviewed Silas Valentino from Village mm-hmm. Voice for this, the Is Weezer Cool article, the thing he said about Hurley was that, you know, I, I still bought the album, but I knew I was never going to listen to it. So people just had this preconceived notion that, Weezer's going to suck, but I'm still going to buy it because it's Weezer. Mm. And going back now, I think it's actually decent. And like Maladroit, it's probably one of their better albums that's just kind of forgotten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maladroit's definitely a diamond in the rough of Weezer stuff. I want to put something out there, and I kind of want you guys to disagree with me and tell me I'm wrong. But You're wrong. When I listen to the White Album, it's sort of... It's almost like Weezer has found a formula for writing songs, and I guess the best way for me to back that up is that I was looking at the track listing today, and of the ten 
songs, seven of them are three and a half minutes, uh, margin of error, five seconds. Like they're they're straight up three and a half minutes long each. Interesting. Yeah. How long was Island in the Sun? Do you know? That one was like three twenty. Okay. Because yeah. Island in the Sun was the song that Rivers. After Pinkerton, he went to Harvard and thought mm-hmm. he cracked the code to a perfect pop song. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that you say that because that's right in that time frame. Yeah, yeah. and uh, during the time of right leading up to the release of the Green Album, he was kind of hanging around a lot, trying to uh, find a way to write a good pop song, trying to write just like songs that he would feel confident putting out. Okay. Um, I want to hear what your favorite tracks are, respectively. What do you think is the the highlights of the White Album? Easily, I'd say the highlights of the White Album include, but are not limited to, uh, California Kids is a good way, great way to start an album. That's a very good opener, yeah. yeah. Uh, King of the World, for sure, is, I think, probably my favorite of all the singles. And um, Girl, We Got a Good Thing. Yeah, I think my favorite so far is King of the World. California Kids is probably the one I've listened to the most, though. Just, I think that's such a great way. Because the first time I heard the album, I was just so excited. Like, oh, it's finally out because they released five tracks before it came out. And it's kind of the anti-Beyonce album hmm. because she, like, surprise releases things. And Weezer's like, here's half of the album. And so to hear it all in context, hmm. it I feel like it works really well as a full album. And so I was just so happy to hear, like, hey, it's, it's starting off well. And the video for California Kids is great if you guys haven't seen that one because yeah. it ties all the other videos into one where River's just having this giant awkward flashback, and it, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, he has, like, a migraine-induced flashback to uh, Thank God for Girls video with the cannolis and all that. Where he's just cramming his face with a cannoli. Yeah, and it's glorious. Which is the video with the damn Daniel kid? That's California That's Kids. California Kids. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah, that kind of ruins it. There are a lot of videos for this album that just came out. Mm-hmm. Five, yeah. Yeah, one for each single. Yeah. And, I mean, it's kind of an obvious assessment, but looking at the tracks again, three of them have girls, two of which are girls spelled with a Z. Ah, yeah. What's Weezer doing? <laughs> Singing about the ladies, man. Uh, just that might have been me, actually. I'm not sure if that's actually how they do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, one of them is. One of them is girls with yeah. a Z, which is, I, I think, a lot of people, a lot of fans were kind of like, "Why?" <laughs> Did you see Stephen Hyden's first tweet about the White Album? When, oh. they, when they sent out the track list, he tweeted, just, go home, Weezer track list, you're drunk. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It, it, I was definitely very nervous about that song, but yeah. then they put it out, and it's one of my favorites. Yeah. I think so far my least favorites have been Jacked Up and Summer Lane and Drunk Dory, but Nick, you said Jacked Up's your, one of your favorites. One right? of my favorites, yeah. yeah. I really I think it's just so different instrumentally from all their other stuff. I mean, a lot of that, uh, the rest of that album is very, like, power chord guitar bass with solos and that you know the Weezer thing and then that one's just a piano with a little bit of guitar in there and I just I found that to be refreshing okay yeah I gotta say my least those are my two least favorites but 
my because I remember I texted you like, "Hey, it's actually good so far." When I heard it, yeah. and I said like, "I really like the second song." And the first thing you said was, "I don't like that one." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I don't know. I just it was kind of in one ear out the other for me. I don't know yeah. why. It just didn't strike me in any particular way. But yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, just I'm indifferent towards that song. Okay, mostly. So one thing I find interesting on this album, because the last album was called Everything Will Be Alright in the End, mm. and then the first chorus in California Kids is It's Gonna Be Alright. What What is it? Something about... If you're on a sinking ship. Yeah, it's gonna be alright if you're on a sinking ship. The California Kids will throw you a lifeline. Is Rivers okay? Does <laughs> Is he gonna be alright? I think... I don't think he could have a career if he was okay, you know? Okay, that's, yeah. It's, uh, it's like I said I said to you earlier, it's like uh, with Mick Jagger, you know, people will ask him, have you finally found satisfaction, or mm-hmm. can you get satisfaction? And, you know, if he says yes, then he can't sing the song anymore, so what's the point? Very true. Emerson, have you listened to it much yet? Um, minimal. I mean, I've heard the singles. I think I watched the Thank God for Girls video and the Cannoli video, which was... Also, Thank God for Girls. There were two videos. For Wait, okay, for I'm girls. thinking of the one with the yeah, televangelist. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah also that's Thank, Thank God, God for Girls. For girls yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure if I was quite as into it. I haven't really listened to it in the context of the album, but, um, I do feel more like reaffirmed about liking Weezer and appreciating it like this album just feels like it's more respectable yeah. and it's like I can I can get I can get into it yeah yeah cause I, like I said there are probably three I don't like and there are also three I don't really like on Pinkerton so I mean 7 out of 10 is not bad for this band no not at all okay so the Blue Album um, as we mentioned before the break it's going to be about 22 years old uh, next month uh, they've also done the Green Album, the Red Album, and now they have the White Album. With Black rumored to be next. Mm. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's kind of a ballsy move to have a White Album. Yeah. Um, I just think this album's so different from that other one. Well, sure, album. sure, but, but it's I, it's got to be super deliberate on some it level, was right? entirely Pro- deliberate, Probably, yeah. but, yeah. I I think it would have made more sense if everything will be all right in the end was the White Album, yeah. because you know the Beatles made the White Album right after Sgt. Pepper, where they're coming off this huge creative like psychedelic and just totally experimental period. Then they went to India with only acoustic guitars, came back with like thirty songs, and were like let's go back to being a band again, you know, and let's make a a new album and no cover artwork, and mm-hmm. it was just like the opposite of what they'd done. So I think. Yeah, really the titles, if they were flipped, would have made sense because that would have been the White Album. Like, you know, they're restarting, and then if this one was everything, we'll be all right in the end, it would kind of be like the reassuring thing. But I'm not going to complain. I I think it fits. You said the Black Album is rumored to be next? Yeah, they said it's supposed to be darker. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. It's a quote from Rivers himself. I could feel that. That could uh, also draw comparisons to uh, Metallica. Jay-Z. Or Jay-Z. Or Spinal Tap. Or Spinal Tap. <laughs> That'd be great if they did a comedy album. That'd be 
Oh, jeez. I almost think of all of their albums as a comedy album on in some weird, level. In a weird way. That's yeah. the thing. Like, a lot of people have told me, like, oh, a lot of these Weezer songs are supposed to be funny. It's like, but they're not funny, so that just means they're bad. Like, yeah. That doesn't help its case. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's a fine line of, like, very dry humor that they're walking here, which is, like, very testing of the patience of a lot of their fans, mm-hmm. which is how a lot gets shaken off, but the ones that hold on. Man, they hold on. Oh, man. Nick, can you talk a little bit about seeing Weezer on their last tour? Yeah, I saw them when they did Everything Will Be All Right in the End in full uh, at the Roseland Theater. It was... It's a small 1,400-person venue in Portland. Very small. Uh, It was fun. I had a good time. Uh, It was... They performed the album beautifully. What was the crowd like? The crowd was great. Everyone was super nice and just kind of there just to see the band you know it didn't really matter you know there, there definitely wasn't a f- vibe of like oh i have to put on a front of like i know so much about alternative music or independent music or anything like that you know it was just sort of like you like weezer hell yeah man that's cool you know i saw people wearing like old tour t-shirts like as early as like blue album pinkerton and green album so you, you can, there are a lot, the diehards were there and the younger people were there too. So now Emerson, you saw them at the Paps Blue Ribbon Festival. So that was a more just general yes. audience. What were they like? Um, that was my second time seeing Weezer. My first time was when I was in middle school and it was right before Ratitude came out. So they, they did like a sneak peek of, uh, if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. And I was way on board with that um i remember just feeling the bass from the sweater song and just being like uh yeah they're they're still kicking and yeah uh project paps was they were headlining it was a two-day festival blondie was the other headliner for the other day um and it was a fantastic show um they are always going to be one of my favorite live acts i think it's just phenomenal I haven't seen them yet, Nick. You haven't seen them yet? I haven't, no. See, that's the funny thing. That's really funny. I've had a few people talk to me after the Is Weezer Cool article. They were like, so you must just be obsessed with Weezer. It's like, actually, no. This article got me way back into them. But now I kind of am. Like, I, I, Nick and I pre-ordered the record within the hour of it being released. Mm -hmm. And all this stuff like we've got tickets we're going in july but no i was not obsessed with weezer before this no, article no, no, and no, no, no. it really once you pay attention to weezer you just get drawn in and mm-hmm. i think this album is doing a great job to attract new fans mm-hmm. which is the biggest thing right so, yeah because yeah, a lot of their crowd would you say the crowds were older at their oh shows? yeah absolutely yeah uh yeah partially i don't know it just it, it definitely felt like there was a lot of people over the age of uh 15 there you know like yeah and it was definitely you could tell they were one of those they're starting to become one of those like i guess legacy type groups Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the age group is interesting because i think there's never going to be a age group that doesn't i mean (laughs) an age group under 40 that doesn't love buddy holly or you know el scorcho or whatever but um yeah, it's um, I don't know what point I'm trying to make. Let's move on. Uh, well, um, closing thoughts. How does it rank in the pantheon of Weezer? Oh God. Give me your 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 damnedest opinion on this one. 
I might say number four for me. I'm going to say blue is number one, Pinkerton two, probably green three. So, yeah, in order. Um, this is probably my fourth favorite. Wow, yeah. Probably everything will be all right in the end is fifth, and Maladroit sixth, and everything after that doesn't really matter. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say probably this is like fifth for me. For me, it goes blue, Pinkerton, everything will be all right. Ooh. Uh, Maladroit than this one. Where's green? Below this one, actually. Really? Yeah. Which I'm not, I don't know, the second half of green, I just, I like it, can't, don't love it. Yeah. It's, that's you where know. the cracks in the armor started, I yeah, think. For sure, yeah, for Especially sure. Especially Crab. That's, yeah. that's like the start that's of the a, It's a weird, me. that song just doesn't make sense. No. It, it follows <laughs> Island in the Sun, right? Yeah. Yeah. That album always has a very special place, because that was like my first album listening to them, mm-hmm. like being introduced. So it's probably my top one or two. Pinkerton's probably one. It's probably Pinkerton green blue for me. Really? Okay. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, I think they did a very good job with this. And oh yeah. But no Weezer album would be complete without a few tracks that are less than great. So mm, yeah, yeah. I think it's very solid, and of course there's always room for improvement. But I think they they nailed it. So. Okay. Um. Uh, Nick, thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's been great. Craig, thanks for orchestrating this. Well, uh, I mean, this car is a luxury car now, right? No. It's now a podcast studio. <laughs> Final question. If everyone's a little queer, why can't she be a little straight? Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. <laughs>